0: So what are you waiting for? Let's get ready to thrive. Hello and welcome to the Ready to Thrive podcast. My name is Jacqueline. I am so glad you've joined me. Whether you're doing the dishes, driving to work, or sitting down to a cup of coffee, I am honored to be able to share with you what is on my heart today. I've kicked off this podcast with a series on overcoming overwhelm, and today's topic is a big one. Today, I want to talk about dealing with head and heart clutter which I think I'm just going to call soul clutter. We've covered physical clutter and all things purging related, and soul clutter actually has a lot of similarities. A lot of us end up with junk in our heads and our hearts, and we don't really know how it all got there. We know we can feel bogged down by it, but we also don't really know where to begin or how to really deal with it. Can I first say, if you identified with any of that, you are not alone. I actually think nearly everyone, if not if not everyone, struggles with some sort of head and heart clutter. And we don't usually call it that. We call it a foggy mind, confusion, anxiety, depression, fear, overwhelm, anger, and the list goes on really. And like I've said so many times on this show already, I'm not an expert. But this is something I have experience in. Both the experience in dealing with the the debilitating issues of head and heart clutter, but also coming out of it and fighting it off when it wants to rear its ugly head again. I also want to say if you are feeling hopeless or desperate, I want to encourage you to turn this podcast off and call someone you trust. Be brave enough to share with someone how you are feeling. Don't go at it alone and know that you are worth it. You were created on purpose and for a purpose, and your life matters. So this is a really big topic, and in many ways, I feel like not tackling it at all. It is something I would rather avoid and leave up to the experts, but I know God has placed it on my heart to share with you a bit about my story and a few things that I'm hoping would offer you some freedom, tools you'd be able to use to unlock the stuck places where you sometimes find yourself. Okay, so a bit about me just over two years ago, I found myself in a pretty big pit of depression. I was actually a few months out from having our third baby. So it was labeled postpartum depression. I actually had two different friends tell me in the same day, I think you have postpartum depression. So I did the only thing I knew to do. And that was go see my doctor. I still remember the drive there. I was alone. I guess my husband's watching the baby. I don't really remember. But As I was driving, I was thinking that I was such a failure. I couldn't believe that this was my life. You know, I haven't thought of that drive at all until right now, but, and actually I don't think I've really shared it with anyone, but I just remember this deep, heavy feeling. And my doctor was so great. She gave me quite a few tips and suggestions as to how to cope. She said to get some childcare help, some exercise, try to get a bit more sleep, which, is always a hilarious suggestion to a mom of a young baby. And at the end of it all, I looked at her and I asked her for a prescription for a medication. I wasn't gonna fill it out right away, but I wanted it just in case, just in case I needed it. So a few weeks went by and I remember driving in the car with my husband and through uncontrollable tears, I asked him, what if I do need the medication? It felt like there was no other solutions. I had tried to incorporate my doctor's suggestions as best I could in that season, but nothing seemed to help. So I started the medication. And I was so disappointed because my body immediately responded with flu-like symptoms. And I had to go off it nearly as quickly as I had gone on it. And in this way too, I felt like a failure. Another few weeks went by and things felt even more desperate. I wasn't sleeping well, but I never had. All throughout my life, I'd felt tired. I'd always struggled to fall asleep and stay asleep. And when I was sleeping, I slept lightly. I would wake up so tired and spend my entire day telling people how tired I was. And I just thought this was normal. So somehow during this time, my husband had arranged for us to go to a movie on Valentine's Day. We were able to leave the baby long enough to drive directly to the theater watch the movie while eating popcorn for, dessert, uh, for dinner, and drive straight home. I remember on the drive home, my husband asked me again if we could pray about my situation. I was always so frustrated by this question. This was a medical issue, not a spiritual one. I didn't really see how praying was going to change anything. But he'd been learning about the power of confession and praying with authority, so um, I think out of sheer desperation, I finally agreed. And I remember we sat there on Valentine's Day, which is super romantic. And I confessed everything that came to the surface. He used the analogy that we were already going to the dump. So I might as well throw anything on the truck that popped up. Everything that came to mind, anything from my past and anything that the Holy Spirit highlighted. After I confessed and we had thrown everything onto this truck, he prayed for God to essentially take it all away. And that is what I have learned about dealing with head and heart clutter. God does all of the heavy lifting, but we partner with him through our confession and surrender. And I couldn't believe the lightness I felt. There was a physical lightness in my body. I had been a Christian for most of my life, but this was the first time I really felt free. My postpartum left and it didn't return. I couldn't believe how letting go of these things I'd held on to and the things that had held on to me made such a difference in my life. All along, I thought I was protecting myself by holding on to secrets and shame, but those things kept me in bondage. The enemy tries to lie to us by telling us we are better off keeping the things going on inside of us to ourselves when it is the act of bringing them out to the light where we find freedom. The biggest thing for me was a deep root of bitterness that I had against my husband and his job. I had no idea that holding on to that bitterness was keeping me in this pit of depression. And I cultivated that root when I indulged in my self-pity over his work hours and when I complained about how often he was away. Now, I'm not saying we didn't still need to have a discussion about those things, but when I allowed myself to simply cultivate this bitterness... I made myself a victim to my own life. Now, I don't know if you're familiar with Ephesians 4.27, where it says, and do not give the devil a foothold. I was always so confused by this verse. How was I giving the devil a foothold? When I read the Amplified Version, I had an aha moment. It reads, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger or harboring resentment cultivating bitterness. Whoa, I had been cultivating bitterness big time towards my husband. This is pretty eye opening for me in terms of soul clutter. I actually played a pretty big role in what I was cultivating in my own life. This was a hard pill to swallow. And I have spent the last two years paying attention to the words I'm speaking, my mindset my attitude, and in general, just looking at what am I cultivating in my own life. I will likely do an entire series on this in the future. But for now, I just want to say if you relate to any of what I just said, I want to tell you there is hope. This show is called Ready to Thrive. And I don't think thriving is a destination where we arrive somewhere. But it's more being able to have deep soul peace, regardless of our circumstances. And for some of us, that can feel like it's a long way off. We can feel like, well, that's great for you, but you don't know my circumstances or my life. And you're right, I don't. But what if, what if there was a chance to walk lightly and freely, regardless of what you're currently walking through? In Psalm 23, it talks about walking through the valley of the shadow of death, and I think we can all relate. But here's the thing, we're meant to walk through those valleys and we're meant to walk through them with him. I think for a lot of us, we can feel stuck in our valley and sometimes it's because we're trying to walk alone. I love how so many times in the Psalms and throughout the Old Testament, there was a reference to God upholding us by his righteous right hand. And when I walk through those valleys now, I lift up my hand I imagine that he is wanting to walk with me, but just waiting for me to lift up my hand to him to say, sorry, I tried to go at it alone and that was just a big flop, but here I am, hold my hand, walk me through this valley, help me up out of this pit. And friends, while I don't know your circumstances and I don't know your situations, I do know my God. I do know that he loves you deeply, and he wants to walk alongside you, and he wants to comfort you. Later in Psalm 23, it says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. This is how confident God is about our situation. He provides a feast for us. He isn't saying, okay, here's the nearest exit. Let's get out of here. He's saying, sit down, relax. I've prepared an amazing meal to fill up your soul, even despite crisis and chaos around you. So, part of this dealing with soul clutter is simply going to Him, saying, Search me, God. Let me know what's going on in my heart. And then confessing those things that were never meant to be there. This has been a two year journey of learning to get rid of soul clutter and keep the shelves of my heart clutter free. It has been the best thing to ever happen to my life. And I want to talk about the side effects of living with a clutter-free heart. I now sleep deeply for the first time in my life. I have increased love and patience for those around me. But most of all, I live in a state of deep peace. Now, it doesn't mean things don't still try to make their way into my heart. Just like physical purging Stuff still gets in and I still have to deal with it. But I know how to now. Just like I had to learn how to manage the physical things that came into my house and even say no to many things before they got in. That process still happens with my heart as well. And this is probably the biggest motivating factor in all that I do. This freedom in my soul has been so transformational that I can't stop talking about it. So yes, I think I will do a series on this. There is a lot to share on this topic, but I want to leave you with this. This is not a formula. This is spending time one-on-one with God, simply saying, search me and tell me what's going on in my heart, and then partnering with him through confession and surrender. He is gentle. He wants you to walk freely and lightly. So I'd encourage you to take some time this week book a date with God and just sit and be still, as it says in Psalm 46.10. The phrase be still comes from the Hebrew Hebrew word rafa and means to let drop and let go. What do you need to let go of? What clutter is in your heart right now that you could give to God to remove? He does the heavy lifting, but we participate as we let go. Friends, thank you for listening. And if this episode or any of the other episodes have encouraged you, can I ask that you would share this with a friend or subscribe to the podcast and allow others to find it more easily? And if you love the show, can you give it a five-star review? I don't actually understand all of the techie things, but I guess that also helps others find the show. I hope you have a great weekend, and I hope today's podcast has helped you move one step closer from surviving to thriving. Hi guys, thanks for listening. That was a bit of a longer episode and um, thanks for listening to my story and what I have been walking through and part of the reason that I am here talking about thriving. And this is probably the biggest part of thriving is actually dealing with all of the junk that has been lingering in our hearts, things that we hold on to, things that we allow just to live there. And so uh, my activation for you this week is just to try to find some time to go be alone and spend time with God. Um, we can be afraid of this sometimes because we're afraid of what may pop up, but always know that anything that pops up um, is never ever meant to shame us, um, but just to pop up so that we can deal with it and and really that God can deal with it, that he can take it all the way. And so um, that's my encouragement for you is to create a space this week, sit with God, say, search me. Let me know what's going on and then partner with him as you confess and repent and just um, forgive others as well, whatever unforgiveness you might be holding on to. None of these things are easy. None of these things come quickly, uh, but they are things that will bring real life. And so um, that's my hope for you this week, that you will create some space and be able to do that hard work with with Jesus because he wants to do that for you. So have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. If you'd like to connect more, you can find me hanging out on Instagram at Jacqueline.Widener. This has been an Extend Network production.